From Bumble Australia and Shameless Media, this is Love Etc. When my love takes me home, it's one of five eight, a thirty miles on. Foot like lead, nerves like steel, wild ride when it's taking the wheel. Have you ever been tempted to become a sugar baby? Does the prospect of being paid, literally paid, by an older, wealthier partner sound a little bit appealing to you? Today, we speak to a woman who did exactly that. Welcome to Love Etc., where your hosts, Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald. Hello, you're listening to Love Etc., a podcast by Bumble Australia, the social networking app where women make the first move. Today, we're talking about sugar babies. To do that, we're going to hear from one woman, Mia, who spent two years with a married man and gave her bank account a healthy boost after every dinner and fancy hotel stay. But first, Mish, I wanted to talk to you about this because, (laughs) for all Mia has to offer, she's not the only one here who has experience as a sugar baby, is she? Before my parents start sweating and think that I was once a sugar baby, let me explain. I, last year, wrote a column for News Corp because I had come across an article, Zara, I think it was in the Daily Telegraph, titled More Sydney Uni Students Opt for Sugar Baby Life. It was written by Gillian McNally and it explained that 177,000 Australian university students are currently signed up on sugar dating arrangement websites. And I found that number staggering and I thought, you know what, I'll be a woman of the people and I'll put myself and my name at risk and I'll sign up to a sugar baby website. Because I think for people reading those articles, you're, and I don't know if this is just me, but sometimes I read them and I think, is it that common or is this just a really juicy, salacious article that's going to get clicks? And therefore they're inflating how many people are partaking in this experience for the sake of a good story. I also was kind of interested in the money that was exchanged. Mm. Like, is the money as good as people say? And I found it very interesting sitting next to you much of this time, watching the offers roll in. And they really did roll in. And I'll, I'll just put this out there as well. Right off the bat, Zara, power to anyone who was on this website. And there are plenty of people on this website, legitimately. I mean, I was there for journalistic investigation purposes. But from my very quick glance, when I first logged onto the website, it's very, very clear that number one, lots of women are keen to make money this way, which if you want to have a healthier bank balance by having sex or getting dinner with someone, then power to you. And also, lots and lots of men are willing to pay for it. So there are so many willing customers, so many willing sugar babies, and it's an incredible thing to have insight into because I didn't even know this world existed before I decided to look into it. I'm I'm not sure about the 177,000 figure. I mean, I was only on one website. There are so many websites, even just in Australia, where you can sign up and kind of look for a sugar baby arrangement. However, I saw some people that I knew Did you really? Yeah, there was someone from a university shoot. We don't go to uni anymore, but someone who I used to know from university who was on this website. And I did have a lot of offers roll in, but I think every woman would. It very much felt like every man and his dog wanted to pay $300 to go get a soy latte. But the amounts didn't just stop there. Some men offered up to, I think it was $3,000 to go away with them, free international travel for a year, simply just to be someone's companion. However, by companion, you kind of mean more than that. It's to be someone's what? 
fuck buddy for a year. Well, that's what I want to ask you because first and foremost, I wanted to ask you for those who aren't really across these websites, how you even create a profile and whether you put in your preferences, like are you willing to sleep with them? Are you willing to just go out for dinner with them? Are there different sort of preferences you can put down? Yeah, look, I was there as a journalist. I was never really serious about finding anyone. Never really (laughs) serious? Your boyfriend will be stoked (laughs) to hear that sort of hesitation in your voice. I was never at all serious about finding anyone. So if I was going on a website like this to find a romantic partner or a sugar daddy, I hate saying sugar daddy, by the way, like sugar daddy and sugar mummy just makes me cringe. I feel like they're not words that people actually use (sighs) who are doing this, but on words. You would hope not. I didn't write my bio or put in my preferences as I would if I was legitimately creating a profile. I literally have a quote from my bio here. By the way, my moniker on the sugar baby website was Shelly Babes. Have we taken your account down? Yeah, I took my account down. <laughs> I forgot about it for a bit, but then I kept getting emails from the website. And I was like, oh, fuck, better take that sugar baby profile oh, down. I wonder if you were still paying for it as well. Ooh. So my profile read, I love nothing more than a nice cold celery juice on an empty stomach, dancing like nobody's watching and buying pretty things. Hee <laughs> hee. Yeah, well, you're on the right place if you want to buy pretty things. And boy, did that bring people in. People loved that. I definitely played the role of a like subservient woman and men on Sugar Baby websites lapped that up. The number of men who stipulated in their first message to me that they like a subservient, quiet, meek woman was really surprising. That was one thing that stood out. Another thing that stood out about the men on these websites to me was that they are not George Clooney. They're not even anything close to George Clooney. I think when when I went into it, I imagined all of the sugar daddies, sorry, again, all of the sugar daddies being over the age of 50 and being really wealthy. Not the case. There were so many men on these websites in their 20s, 30s and 40s who were almost wanting to live a fantasy. They wanted to be the man who provided for a woman, but they didn't actually have that. They didn't have the financial means to do that. They didn't have the, I don't know, the mystique or the appearance that you would imagine that they would have. They were very much average Joes. It is really interesting because you say a lot of men who are attracted to your profile were attracted to sort of that subservient role. But I do wonder if you flipped your profile on its head and didn't write that and wrote uh, that you were someone who was quite dominant or whatever it might be, whether Mm. that would attract a different kind of person. If all of these people exist wanting different things on this website. Well, I guess I did it that way because I wasn't on like a dom website. I was on a sugar baby website and historically the sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship has been very much tied in with age, very much tied in with power. And I wanted to play into that power dynamic. So you're right. I probably invited some of it, but I was just so blown away by the kinds of men on here. To give you an illustration, you know those really uh, annoying ultra tune ads that we don't like that have like Charlie Sheen and Pamela Anderson. The guys on the Sugar Baby website were the kind of guys who would watch those Ultra Tune ads and have like a really big laugh over it and think they were the best things ever. So you got offered a bunch of money. You got offered a lot of dates. You didn't obviously take up any of the offers on the table, which your boyfriend will be very stoked about. I wanted to know though what you learned most about, I guess I'm going to call it an industry, but Mm. this kind of website, the people that go on the most after you got a sense of what it was like. I think just how common it is and how much men are willing to pay for it. Men who probably can't even afford to pay for it or don't appear like they can afford to pay for it. I mean, I was on the website for five days while I was doing this research. I got 30 cash offers. 27 of those were for sex. Three were as innocent as let's go out to dinner, let's go get coffee, but 27 people were willing to pay for sex. And I guess it really does blur the line. A website like this where you're not meeting in person and you don't have that romantic element really at all, it does blur the lines between a sugar baby dynamic 
and sex work. I didn't really see a distinction between them at all. In my head, sugar baby dynamics, the one that we're about to hear from from Mia in particular, are very much an ongoing sexual arrangement. It's not just a one and done thing. Sugar baby websites are almost like sex work websites, which just connect you to a man who's interested and maybe down the track you'll meet up again. But for many of these men, it was a one and done arrangement. I would supposedly, obviously I didn't supposedly meet them, get paid for sex potentially never see them again. Well, about as transactional as it can get. What I found interesting about Mia's story, which we are just about to jump into, is you're right, it is kind of a different dynamic to what you saw on the website. It wasn't just one and done transactional. It also wasn't as much about the sort of really fancy, glamorous dinners. It was very, very different to that. And it was very, very healthy for her bank balance. So before we get into that, and life is a sugar baby from someone who has actually done it, Michelle, (laughs) it is time for a bumble break. Zara, Bumble is committed to introducing you to exceptional people in your area because while they'd love to connect you with every single person on the planet, Bumble understands that your time is very precious. That's right. For a more targeted approach to your relationships, Bumble recently designed the ability for you to show others what you're passionate about and filter for like-minded individuals. So you guys, to take advantage of Bumble's filters, you need to maximise the details you include about yourself on your profile. Bumble encourages you to add icons for the parts of your life that are especially important to you, like your form of faith, political leanings, or lifestyle preferences. You can even tailor your matches based on their astrological sign, if that's of any importance to you. Look, Is it so, to you, Mitch? Uh, look, you and I don't really care too much for astrology, but I know that lots of the love, etc., and shameless listeners do. So I looked up our friendship star compatibility, and it Ooh. turns out our star signs are Alice McDonald. We are Cancer and Pisces. We are awfully compatible. So maybe if we never met at work, you and I could have met via Bumble BFF and used those filters with a helping hand from the astrology side of things. I was going to say you took the next point right out of my mouth because these filters aren't just for Bumble Date. They're for Bumble Biz users and Bumble BFF too. Remember, for every icon you add, you give your potential dates, friends and professional connections a better idea of who you are, all while improving the chances of finding each other with filters. Download Bumble today and make the first move. One app, three modes, one mission. Mia, firstly, we want to start with asking you, have you been in a sugar baby style relationship before? No, this was my first one. I definitely wasn't. It wasn't something that I actively sought out. But I wanted to travel and I wanted to go to Europe that year and I was kind of not saving as much money as I'd I'd originally wanted to. And he kind of offered me $1,000 just to come and see him in a hotel and I was kind of like, it took me like ages to think about it and decide if it was something I actually wanted to do. But then I eventually just decided that I would go for it, I guess. Let's go back a bit before we get to that first hotel meeting. How? So you were introduced at a party? Yes, so I was... At the time, I was topless waitressing and my friend who was also working as a topless waitress knew him from working previous jobs for him and his friends and I met him in that setting. So he sort of thought, I guess, maybe I would be open to that. We didn't really talk that much. He was very like stressed out because a lot of people were there and I think he was worried that he'd be seen in that environment. So he like left quite early, but then he added me on Facebook and I didn't know who he was at first and then I remembered... And he was kind of like, hey, she, the other girl sort of said that you might be interested in this. And I was like, well, maybe if she's there, it would be okay. Like it's safe and everything. 
but then I think it was too hard to sort of organize so he sort of reached out just to me and because I kind of really wanted money at the time and like I found him attractive and everything it wasn't like he was really old or anything he was only 38 or something yeah I decided I would go through with it so in that initial message, did he say what amount he'd be offering you? No, he didn't. Not in that initial message. I think she'd told me, so I already knew from her telling me that that's what she got. So and you could literally reply to him and be like, my rate is $1,000? I didn't exactly say that. I think he said she, I paid her $1,000. And at first I was like, no, I, don't, I really don't think I can do it. But I thought about it for a few days and then I was like, why not? My financial situation was pretty up and down because I was doing the topless waitressing and some weekends I could make, you know, like $2,000 and then the other time I'd just make base rates, so like 100 an hour. So it was kind of, it wasn't very stable and I guess I just thought with that, at least that's kind of like a a bit more of a stable sort of income and I guess, yeah, I wanted to travel and I didn't think I had enough time to save up the amount I wanted unless I did that. Did you see this relationship as in a way to elevate you out of that situation? Kind of. When I had both, I was probably quite financially secure. But I mean, when it's all cash, like it's easy to spend. And if I could go back now, I'd definitely save better. What's expected of you? So $1,000 is on the table and you go to meet him. Is it like outlined you need to do X, Y and Z? Or is it literally just a meeting? Not really. It was just a meeting. Like he'd booked a hotel room He picked me up from my place at the time and he was actually like so different from when I first met him. Like he was so much friendlier and like he wasn't stressed out. And I was like, I actually like really get along with him. So we like went to the hotel and we were talking for ages. We had a few drinks and then like, I guess he kissed me and yeah, things eventuated from there. Were you nervous? I imagine if I was in that position, I would be beside myself with nerves before he picked me up. Yeah, I was. I think I had like a shot of vodka or something beforehand, just like you would before like a first date or something. And then I had a few more drinks when we were there, but he was easy to talk to. And like, we talked about pretty much everything. Like he was telling me about his family life and everything. And he wasn't holding back or anything. It wasn't like that was a taboo or anything for him. He was quite open. I am interested. After you have sex, I imagine, how does the money then exchange? Like, is that an awkward conversation to bring he, that up or did he... He actually gave it to me beforehand. Really? Yeah. So... Cash? Yeah, cash in an envelope. So I guess just kind of like how, similar to how like an escorting thing would work. But still, there wasn't really like, I guess, an expectation that that would happen. It sort of happened, I guess, over a couple of hours. It wasn't just like straight into it or anything like that. And I sort of wanted to wait till I felt comfortable enough to do it. What did you know about him? What did he tell you about himself? I knew like everything about him. I knew his full name. I knew what he did. I knew from looking him up on Facebook, in his profile picture, he had his, has his kids with him and everything. So like pretty easy. It was pretty easy to find out everything about him. And how did that make you feel? Like did he talk about his wife and children too? Yes, he did. And I guess I felt bad, but... Like, I did feel really bad, but at the same time, from what he told me, he felt like he wasn't, like, satisfied, and I guess, like, they always say stuff like that. But I guess also, because I, I don't know her, it was kind of easy to separate myself from that, and even when I think about it now, I still feel guilty. I know that if it wasn't me, it would be someone else. Did you like him when you first met him? Was his personality endearing? Did I did come across actually, well? I liked him a lot more than I thought thought especially considering like the first meeting we didn't really chat at all and I kind of thought I just had this notion that he was obviously an asshole because 
I knew that he was already cheating on his wife and everything. So I had that sort of view of him. And then I guess when I actually spoke to him, I got along with him and I liked him a lot more as a person. And I realised I did enjoy his company. It wasn't, it didn't, wasn't a chore at all or anything. What was he like? He's just very, like, he asked me a lot of questions about myself. He's quite funny and he, like, sort of laughed at my jokes, I guess. I don't know if, like, he was actually just trying to be charming or anything or if he actually is like that, but it definitely felt like he was being genuine. So how do you go from that first meeting in a hotel to having an ongoing situation or relationship with each other? So I guess after that we sort of figured out that we did have sort of a guess a good sexual connection and like chemistry I went to Europe I think a few weeks after that and he actually was going there with his family as well so he kind of booked me a hotel in London because he was going to be there at the same time so he could come and visit me and he would like sort of sneak out of his hotel like 6am saying he was going to the gym and come visit me and yeah and then I was in I was in London with a few friends and we went to Victoria's Secret and I saw him there with his whole family and like I was just like terrified he saw me and I just froze and like sort of walked in the other direction and later he messaged me he's like why didn't you come and say hi and I was like because you're with your family he's he's just so sort of like brazen and like not really caring about it or anything do you think he meant that like he wasn't joking he would have been fine for you to come and say hi yeah no I think he would have been fine and just managed to sort of talk like say oh that's just someone from like that I work with or that works for me or and how did you talk about money after that first time Well, I don't know. I always found that quite an awkward thing to talk about with someone. So it was just sort of like, I guess I'd get the same amount as the first time each time that I met him was kind of what was planned. And then like for birthdays and Christmas, he'd get me like some gifts as well. He must earn well. Yeah, he's a lawyer. Did you like that feeling of having this extra form of income, I guess, on the side where it could make you more comfortable and help you live a lifestyle that's maybe more luxurious or just affords you this ability to yeah, live a lifestyle you want. Yes, I like that it could afford me sort of more travel and also my rent and stuff like that. Rent's just like sort of dead money to me and I like the fact that that covered that and I could sort of focus on saving or on other things that I wanted to do. But at the same time, I guess it always sort of made me feel a bit uneasy and each time after I saw him, I'd sort of, I'd just sort of start crying and stuff. Just that day I'd feel like really shit about myself and then I'd be fine after that. But yeah, I don't think it was very good for my mental health. Did you explain this dynamic to your friends? You said you were travelling with friends around London. Did you tell them when you saw him in Victoria's Secret? So one of my friends was a really close friend of mine. The other one was a girl I'd just met travelling. So I just sort of told the one that I was close with because I didn't really want the other girl to judge me or anything because I just met her. So What did the friend say? She was just like, oh, my God. Like she thought it, she thought it was pretty funny that I'd seen him there because it was like a huge coincidence just in the whole of London to just run into him in there. Especially when, like, you know, he has his whole family with him. So how often, around the time of London and when you got back, how often were you seeing each other? Probably around once to twice a month. Cause just because he's so busy because he runs his firm and everything. And, and, yeah, I guess I had stuff on as well. And it was hard because I could only really see him during weekdays. So at the time, this was back when I was working sort of part-time, I could fit him in. But now I can't really see him anymore because I'm full-time and, yeah... Did you feel any sense of guilt? You said he talks about his wife and talks about his children. How did that feel when you were having those conversations? What kind of tone was he using when he spoke about them? It changed. A lot of the time he would tell me about fights he was having 
with his wife and about her just not wanting to speak to him and I think almost because I think she must have known, not known about us specifically but known what he was like because she had, like he told me, she had caught him cheating with his secretary at work before. So I think, and that was a few years before, but I think there was still a lot of resentment there which is completely understandable. Did you ever ask him why he didn't just leave? I don't think that the sort of person he is like I think the sort of background he comes from I feel like it's more like that would have been more frowned upon like I know he got married quite young and I just feel like it's even like she probably wouldn't have told her parents like it just probably would have been their culture would have been more frowned upon for them to have a divorce or anything and also I mean he can kind of have his cake and eat it too it's the sort of person he is so I definitely don't think he ever will leave or has any intention of leaving So as the sexual relationship progressed and you became closer, I imagine you emotionally became closer as well. Yeah, I did. Like for a while, I definitely felt like I was falling in love with him, which I really sort of hated myself for because I knew he wasn't the best person to sort of have those sort of feelings for. But I think at the time, because I couldn't really engage with or start a relationship with anyone else, I sort of latched on to him and we did have good chats and he told me stuff that he hadn't really told anybody else before, especially like about his preferences and stuff like that that I know no one else but me knows. And yeah, I guess I could tell him a lot of things as well. You felt like you connected? Yeah, for sure. Have you felt that with other people? Yeah, definitely. Much more so than with him, but not for a long time. Why couldn't you see other people? Was it a time thing? Was it part of the arrangement that maybe you wouldn't be seeing other people? I think I felt like I like I wanted to be single and I wanted that income, but also he would probably have gotten really jealous as well, which is really hypocritical. But I guess because of the nature of his work, he drank a lot, he like, partied a lot, and he would message me like really late at night sometimes, like at 3am when he's obviously at home, you know, partying. He's like, what are you doing? Who are you with? Are you with another guy? Like, are you fucking someone else? And I'd be like, no, I'm in like home in bed. What are you talking about? Just sort of when he got on it, he'd just get really jealous. To be really clinical about things, how much money? I mean, this went on for two years. Is it still going on now or not so much? Not really. Not now that I work full time and also I'm just kind of... Withdrawing yourself. Withdrawing myself because I feel like it's just not something that I really want to be around anymore, especially because I don't want anything to do with the topless waitressing industry anymore. And that like spawned from that so I just want to get rid of that as well. Mm. So to be clinical about things how much money do you think you were earning a year for the two years that you were dating or in this sugar baby sugar daddy relationship? From him if I saw him twice a month that's probably 2,000 a month so I would have got maybe was it 24,000 from him a year? Plus gifts? Plus gifts yeah. What kind of gifts would he give you and would that Um, be a regular occurrence or? Yeah mainly for birthdays and stuff like that so he got me like a real leather jacket and a laptop, like a Mac, and an iWatch and stuff like that. So, so not small gifts. Yeah, no, yeah, no, like gifts that I really wanted. Did you like feeling spoiled? I did, but I sort of felt like a lot of the time what I was doing was going against sort of who I am as a person because, I mean, it felt okay accepting gifts from him because I knew what kind of person he was, but usually I wouldn't probably like it if someone bought me a really expensive gift. Tell us about the times you were almost caught. So a couple of times, like I went to parties with all his friends and a few times his brother-in-law was there and we did get caught, he knew, but it was obviously some sort of unspoken agreement they had that he wouldn't tell about the brother-in-law's 
girls on the side and he wouldn't tell his sister, which I found like probably like the most disturbing thing of all, that he wouldn't tell his own sister that her husband was cheating. But So at these parties you would openly be kissing, um, affectionate with each other? I, he knew because we came out of the same bedroom the next morning. Right. Yeah. And the brother-in-law was doing the same thing? Well, not that night, but Max was sort of saying like, oh, he does the same thing, so he's not going to say anything. They were like keeping each other's secrets. Yeah. Did you, when you were with Max, ever feel like equals or did it always feel unequal? I sometimes felt like an equal to him when I was with him, but then other times it was almost like a power thing, like he had to be the one in control. And it sort of started being like me sort of asking for money and him sort of like having to be the one to say, I'll give it to you now rather than me sort of saying like, oh, you sort of owe me for this time or whatever. And, and like it was like up to him to decide when he wanted to. Like he wanted to have that financial control, I guess. And did you still feel like over that two years, did you feel like you had feelings for him over that time or did they start to fade? I feel like it was kind of like a roller coaster. Like sometimes I did and then something would happen or he'd do something and I was like, no, I actually really don't like him at all. And then like something else would happen and it would come back and just sort of like it sort of waxed and waned, I guess. Can you take us through some of those times? Can you give us some examples of moments where you thought maybe this man isn't a good man at all? Just sort of, I guess, the way that thing about the control thing, like how it felt like he always had to sort of be in control and stuff like he didn't really care about me or my life. Like when I got the job, he was sort of like, oh, well, I won't be able to see you now. But he like he wasn't sort of happy for me and it was like almost like he wanted me to take time off work or call in sick. I could see him and I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, you should be happy for me because I've wanted a job like this for a long time and you're just sort of making it all about you. So what times of day would you see him if a full-time job got in the way of it? So I saw him a couple of times on a Saturday morning, but otherwise it would generally be like during the early afternoon, late afternoon. So, so literally work time. And would you go to his house, his work, he'd um, come to yours? Different hotels, like so all different hotels around the city. And would he take time out of his work day to go do this? Yeah, but he was he's like the boss, so he can do that. He can say, oh, I'm just going for a meeting now and then just sort of leave the office. It's a pretty insane double life to be leading that yeah. he could be doing this. Do you think he was doing it with other women? Did he have other situations um, like yours with other women? I think if he did, he would have told me about it and tried to sort of get it to be like a joint sort of thing. Or he'd be like, hey, look at this picture this girl sent me or something and he'd send it to me like thinking that I care about that or something like he just he always sort of assumed that I was wanting to be with girls as well and just sort of like women are just like these crazy sort of nymphomaniacs that just I don't know he just sort of didn't really have like a very realistic view of the way women behave I guess. This is a bit of a nitty-gritty question but was that often a feature of the relationship together that he would bring other women? It happened I think twice but that was the same like it was an escort so the same escort like twice how did you feel when he organized that were you just kind of like cool with whatever happy to experience tried it tried to play it off as like a birthday gift for me <laughs> but <laughs> but like I, I didn't mind like it was fun and everything I'm not particularly bisexual or anything but it wasn't like it was just sort of nothing like it wasn't like I hated it I think I liked watching him with her but yeah not so much doing things with her how do you feel about him now honestly we still talk occasionally like he was 
a reference for my job and we still talk occasionally he'll message me often when he's drunk or something and he always tries to he always follows all my friends on Instagram and he's like oh do you think they'd be interested and I'm like just stop it's really embarrassing but yeah (laughs) what is embarrassing about it for you I guess the fact that he's just so persistent with everybody like and I'm worried that he'll direct message my friends on Instagram and be like hey um Mia said that you'd be interested in this when like I never said anything like that and then they'll be like annoyed at me especially if they have partners of their own or something and yeah do you think he might be a sex addict? What is going on? Like, uh, it sounds like he's pretty selfish, number one, based on what you said your birthday present was. for sure. Yeah. Is he uh, addicted to sex? Um, to women? Or to attention? Yeah, but it's not just women. Like, I think he, like, like it would be any anyone. Do you think he'll see him again? I don't know. I kind of feel like I might see him again once or twice, but I don't think – I think it's going to kind of sort of end soon. What do you think he'd say if you said to him, I think you're a narcissist? Oh, I have said that to him before and apparently his wife said that to him before as well and she's a psychologist, so I think I think she would know. And does he care? He thinks he is too. He's like, yeah, I looked at the criteria and, like, you know, I think I am. Now that you've gone through this and had this relationship, what are you looking for in a man and what are you looking for when it comes to love? Oh, I think I'm definitely going to be pretty tuned into narcissistic behavior and I want someone completely different from that and I always have for like a serious relationship I've always wanted someone that's nothing nothing like him and since then I guess the sort of guys I've been looking for have been nothing like him. When you say you felt like it went against who you are as a person did that firstly did that guilt ever subside like when you said you always got quite upset after it happened and secondly how would you describe yourself like how do you consider yourself? I consider myself Like if I would have known that I would have done this like a couple of years ago, I would have been like so shocked and really upset. I just like I don't consider myself as like a selfish sort of person that would take something and nothing like that. But I don't know, I guess like I did it and it's just a part of what happened and I guess I'll look back and laugh one day maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Did the guilt subside? Were you able to catch up with him and see him and then ever not finish by crying or...? Yeah, eventually, especially like I started getting feelings for other people and I was able to treat it as, as more as a, of a transactional thing, but then that's not really what I wanted. So once the feeling subsided, I didn't really want that relationship anymore. And if there's a woman listening to this who is judging you right now, what would you say to her? What do you want her to know about you? I'd say you could judge me all you want, but if you met me, you, you wouldn't guess that I would do this and you wouldn't know what it was like until you were in that situation or what you'd do unless the situation presented itself to you. And do you think you'll miss him? Not at this stage. Maybe a couple of months ago someone asked me that question, I would have said it would have been kind of like having a Band-Aid ripped off or something, but now it probably just wouldn't. It wouldn't really affect me as much. Would you ever be in a sugar baby relationship again? I'm not sure if I'd do it again because I am – at a stage now where I want a real relationship but I would advise it as long as you're attracted to the person and get along with the person definitely not if there's if you don't have that because there's no point it's not worth it it's not worth like the mental strain of it and definitely like it can still have an effect on you mentally so just be careful and I guess tell a few close people where you're going and stuff especially if you're going to meet someone new and just yeah safety first 
Martin from Shameless Media. Sign up to Bumble Australia, the social networking app where women make the first move towards friendship, professional and romantic relationships.